Welcome to the 52nd episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Edward Lazzaleri, author of the new novel, Awakenings. Welcome to the 52nd episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Edward Lazzaleri, author of the new novel, Awakenings, available in bookstores now. In describing Awakenings, author Glenn Cook said, Lazzaleri's debut fantasy foretells a promising career. Edward, welcome to the podcast. If the listeners haven't heard of Awakenings, can you describe your new novel? Yeah, it's a fantasy novel with elements of uh, urban fiction, uh, young adult, uh, you know, uh, traditional fantasy. Um, and uh, it is a little hard to, to, to explain because I didn't set out to write one particular type of story. I just set out to write the story that I had in my mind. And, and I worried not that much about the marketing or, or, you know, the naming of it. Over the last several years, paranormal fantasy has exploded in popularity with readers and with many best-selling paranormal fantasy series available in the bookstores. What do you think the appeal of paranormal fantasy is for readers? Well, I think the appeal of paranormal fantasy is uh, it's different for, I think, each of the readers. I think to say that there's one blanket, one umbrella reason that draws all these people to these types of stories uh, is not serving the reader very well. I think some people do it to escape the, the mundane world we live in, uh, to sort of feed their own creativity. They, they have creative minds. They may not be writing novels, but they possibly have the potential to write their own stories if, if they you know, found the desire to do it. Uh, for other people, it's a sense of belief that maybe they feel we do live in a world where there are bigger things than just us, things we can't explain. And so these stories sort of like offer them glimpses into, into these, these other, you know, realms, so to speak. So I think it's different for each person that comes to it. You know, for myself, I always found it as escapism. You know, I, I've always loved fantasy and sci-fi because it was escapist. Um, and that's the reason that I, I came to the stories. You have a background in visual arts and you worked at Marvel Comics were you always interested in writing prose, or is that something that developed later? Um, no, uh, the writing came after the, the visual. I started out as an illustrator, and uh, I went to the Kubert School of Cartoon and Graphic Arts in the 80s, and, uh, and then I, I worked in Marvel for a little while. But while I was there, I discovered that, you know, while I was trying to get scripts from other writers to draw stories, I realized that I was coming up with my own stories, and I didn't really quite have the tools. I, weren't, I wasn't polished as a writer. And so I actually went back to school in the 90s to get my, my degree in English literature. Uh, I went to Rutgers. And, uh, and I did that with, with the intent of becoming a writer. You know, I, I decided that I actually wanted to write more than I wanted to illustrate. So, uh, and I've written a one-act play. I've had a short story in Playboy. So I think I'm moderately successful uh, so far in, in that, and now I've got the novel, so I think I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> when you're writing, is your visual arts background separate in your mind, kind of as the creative act goes? For example, I, I'm wondering, when you were writing Awakenings, did you draw any of the scenes in the novel? Um, not really. I would draw out um, 
diagrams of, let's say, uh, battle scenes or the way an apartment is laid out so that I would know how to describe the action as it was happening. Um, one of the things I don't like about some, some writing is that you can tell when the author is sort of glossed over uh, a fight scene or a battle scene uh, by not establishing really the details of the environment or the details of what's happening. It's like they want to deal with the emotional stuff, but then when it comes to the action or something like that, they kind of want to just get through it. For their purposes, it's, it's enough that you know that a fight occurred. Uh, I don't like that. You know, when I'm reading a story, I really want to get a sense of where my characters are at all times, what they're doing, how they're feeling when they're doing it. And if a character moves from one point to another point, it should feel natural. It should feel like, yeah, that makes sense because you already have a sense of where it's taking place. And so I will, I will sort of doodle out things like that and sort of sequential sequences, but I don't, I don't sit down and draw my characters out, you know, like, like the old days of Dungeons and Dragons, we would roll a character and then everyone would get, you know, everyone would draw their character. I, that I don't do. <laughs> and we all, we all know we did it. So <laughs> what was the path to publication like for you with awakenings? Did you work with an agent to sell the novel? What was that like? It was actually a long process. I actually finished a previous version of the book back in uh, like 2004. And, uh, and I had an agent at the time, and she was wonderful. Uh, but we weren't lucky. We didn't really catch with an editor who really, really liked the, the story. Everyone liked it, and everyone thought the characters were good. But for whatever reason, maybe they had other books that were too similar on their slate or, or whatnot, and, uh, and it didn't take. So I put it aside and I came back to it in 2008 and started revising it again. And then shortly after that, I, I caught a break. It's actually um, uh, a great guy by the name of Seth Lerner. I met him at a party. Uh, actually, it was Jared Osborne's party, who, uh, who you know as well. And, uh, you know, we, we started talking and uh, he was interested in looking at, at uh, my story and he really liked it. And he passed it on to people at, at Tor Books, and they agreed. They liked it as well. And next thing I knew, I was uh, meeting with an editor to discuss uh, the series. You mentioned you went back and studied writing at Rutgers. What was the reaction of your teachers and classmates? Were you writing genre fiction at that time? Well, you know, at university, when you're studying English literature, it's mostly about criticism and essays. And, and I studied, you know, literature. I studied Shakespeare and, and Dickens and... Uh, Trollope and, and, and all, you know, and the, the great poetry, um, uh, you know, Dunn and Milton and all that stuff. And I love that stuff. I, I love to read. I don't just read genre. I read anything that is artistically, you know, uh, beautiful. Anything that somebody put their blood, sweat, and tears into and it shows in the work, I will read it. Um, you know, I, I love Jonathan Franzen. I think Toni Morrison's a great writer, uh, Audrey Niffenegger. So, I was writing stories, you know, I was simply writing stories. And I think that if, even if you want to write genre, it's really important that you be able to write a story with no paranormal, no fantasy, no Western elements in it. You should be able to write just a contemporary story about a person and what they're going through and be able to tell that story. And, and if you can do that, you, then you can sort of graduate on the genre because your stories have to be sort of, there has to be a foundation in something that everyone universally can, can, you know, 
relate to. And if it's, if your story is just too far out there, it's hard sort of the reader to sort of get grounded, you know, to get grounded in your story. So writing is writing, whether it's a genre or, or literature or mainstream it, writing is writing. A lot of the same tools are used regardless of what type of story it is. And so at Rutgers, you know, I just basically honed, honed my art. You know, I took a creative writing concentration and I wrote short stories and I studied short stories. And you also learn a lot by reading really great authors. You know, there, there's a reason why some stories are two, three, four hundred years old and we're still reading them today. Well, what's that reason? And if you can identify those elements in the story, then you're on the track to becoming a good writer. What is your writing process like? Do you outline your novels or do you write more organically? Um, more seat of the pants, but I do have certain points that I want to hit in the story, the overall story. So right now I'm working on book two, uh, the sequel, you know, the follow-up to Awakenings. And I know that I have to hit X, Y, and Z at certain points in the story. That These things have to happen because those are part of the story. The exact way that I get to those points are not written in stone. Because I sometimes will write a chapter and then three days later think about it and say, you know what, I have a better way to get to that point. And I'll completely rewrite the chapter. Um, you know, not, not even revise it. I will literally just completely rewrite it. And I may salvage elements from the stuff I've already written. But for me, it's more about what is the most realistic path to get to what I need to get to, to the conclusion of this chapter, or to the conclusion of this section of the book. Because believe it or not, fantasy, you still need it to seem realistic. It needs to be plausible, even though it's fantasy. Um, you sort of create the rules of your universe, but then you have to adhere to the rules of your universe. And so the easy thing to do is to cheat and say, oh man, I've sort of written my way into a corner here. Let me just pull this trope out and, and, you know, and get out of it. And I don't like that. To me, that's, that's cheating. That's sort of like, like doing the easy way out. And, and I'd rather do the hard way and pulls my hair out. You know? <laughs> but, but you know what? At the end, you're happier with, with the result, in my opinion. So, and I want to be happy. I, I really write for myself. I mean, I didn't have a contract when I wrote Awakenings. I, I was writing it for myself. I would take vacation days or use up weekends and tell friends I couldn't go out with them. And I would, I would basically take free time and write the book. What tips or advice would you offer for aspiring writers? I would, the advice I would give is, um, you know, try to find a way to maintain your motivation. You need to get motivated. You can have a great story in your head and you can have the talent to tell it. But if you don't, find a way to motivate yourself to finish the story. It'll never get written. And, and the world is filled with really great writers who don't finish stories or don't even start them, you know, and, and fortunately for us, a lot of them are readers, you know, they they love stories. They love books, but that's the first thing is you need to find a way to make sure that you're going to get the end of the story, even if it means writing the ending first and then filling it in from the beginning onward. Um, the second thing is don't get discouraged because everyone's got an opinion and sometimes opinions are your best friends. You know, if you give your story to a bunch of people, I, I had a couple of friends read my story and there were parts that they simply said, this doesn't work. I don't understand this. 
and, you know, and at first as a writer, you, you tend to get defensive and it's like, well, no, it makes perfect sense. What do you mean you don't understand it? But if you take a step back, you'll realize that, yeah, some things maybe aren't clear or maybe this character isn't true to himself or, you know, whatever. And especially if you give your story to several friends and all of them or most of them are, are finding problems with the same parts of the story, then you have to basically, you know, say they're right. There's a problem with that part of the story because they, they're not in my head. They don't know what I know about the characters, and I'm not conveying enough information in this part of the story for, for, basic, you know, for neutral readers to understand what's going on. So you basically need to sort of have a little bit of humility and, and accept some opinions and some criticisms in order to make your story better. You mentioned you were working on a sequel to Awakenings. Do you have other books planned beyond the sequel? I do, I do. I have a third book plan in this series, and then I guess uh, I'll talk to my publishers and see where we're at, and um, there are other other science fiction or fantasy novels that I'm interested in doing as well um, that, are diff- that are independent of this world that I'm creating in Awakenings. Um, Awakenings, it was originally designed to be a trilogy. Um, if I find the third book that I can't get everything I wanted to get into it, uh, in, in an appropriate way for a satisfying ending, I may ask to extend it to a fourth book just so that I can finish it the way that I want to finish it. Um, and I think they're pretty open to it, but I might be able to do it in three books, which is also good because then I can move on to uh, other series that I'd like to write. Where can people find you online? Well, um, we've got my website, edwardlazalari.com got my blog through Google, um, edwardlazalari.blogspot.com. And I'm also on Twitter, uh, again, under my name, at Edward Lazalari. Again, we've been speaking with Edward Lazalari, author of the new novel, Awakenings, published by Tor Books and available in bookstores now. Edward, thanks for doing the podcast. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much. This is Lee Child, and I'm listening to the Reading and Writing Podcast. Thanks for listening to my latest podcast. If you have a chance, please leave a review of the podcast in iTunes. It only takes a moment. Until next time, read some good books and be well. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.